Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Stagecraft, Variety's theater podcast, bringing you backstage and behind the scenes with stars, creators, and industry leaders on Broadway and beyond. I'm Gordon Cox. On this episode of Stagecraft, I'm talking to Stephen McKinley Henderson. He's a celebrated actor who is one of the foremost interpreters of the work of August Wilson, having appeared in eight of the ten plays in Wilson's Pittsburgh cycle. That includes Jitney, King Hedley II, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and Fences, that last both on Broadway and in the 2016 film adaptation that starred Denzel Washington and Viola Davis. Henderson has also had a long association with another Pulitzer Prize-winning playwright, Stephen Adley Girgis, whose play Between Riverside and Crazy has brought him back to Broadway this winter. It's Henderson's third time around with the play, having originated his role in 2014 at Off-Broadway's Atlantic Theatre, and then returning to it for a 2015 run at Second Stage. Everyone else in the cast has been with it since the beginning too, except for one notable newcomer, the actor Common, making his Broadway debut. With a story that touches on racially motivated police violence, housing insecurity, and economic inequality, Between Riverside and Crazy feels even more urgently relevant now than it did when it won the Pulitzer back in 2015. Now, Henderson is in the virtual studio with me to tell us about being a student, being a teacher, and why for him, August Wilson is like the blues and Stephen Adley Girgis is like rock. Hey Stephen, thanks for joining me. Great to see you, Gordon. <laughs> yes. So this is now your third time around with this play over a period of about eight years, not counting your involvement in its development prior to that. And now you've been doing it on Broadway for close to two months now. What have you learned about the play this time around that's new to you? Oh, you know, I've learned that it really has something for every persuasion of audience that... Uh, and that they get to know more about each other as the play goes on. One of the things I love about theater 
is it's one of the places where people gather not because they all have the same point of view. You know, I mean, you know, it's not a convention of of, of workers. It's not a, a one team's fan sitting on one side of the, of the stadium and the other team's fans on the other. It, uh, it's it really, you don't know who you're going to have a ticket next to. I mean, you might have three or four people together, but then someone else got another ticket. They could be Democrat, Republican. They could be a senior, a young person. Uh, and and so it's great that the public sits there together and we get a great cross-section of all the population that comes to see the show. And there's some people who laugh at certain things and other people who famously don't laugh at that. And then there are others who, who sigh at, at points and are were dismayed by a certain activity. And other people, amen, say, yeah, you know, so it, it, it's got a little amen corner, a little church in there <laughs> somewhere. But it, uh, that's the, the thing I've learned about the play is that the play that uh, and, and, uh, uh, Mr. Girgis wrote uh, is uh, universally uh, speaking to, to, to all the, the journeys that are in the audience. Uh, because those whole, all those lives that come in there, they bring that life they've lived to the play, and they they find something uh, that speaks to them. Mm. Do you do you enjoy the process of returning more than once to a role and to a story to look at it again? Does that feed you as a well, you know? As a I've done it. I've done it a few times. Yeah, and uh, it. It's always because the work is meaningful for other people. And so it becomes quite a, a I don't know how to how to put it, what the word I'm looking for. It justifies something about your life choice. You know, I mean, you know, you, you go into this business and every five to ten years, uh, some experience that really, really lets you know why you slog through the other times, you know, I mean, you know, yeah, I, I have, I have to tell the truth, you know, because it's really quite, quite a, a calling, uh, and and that's, I guess, that's it. It you you really do realize that you were called to the work mm. when you're with a project and work with a group of artists that you know, that you really get validated and say, oh my God, there is something to this thing called theater. And I am supposed to be a part of it. I'm glad I ran away and joined the circus when I did. And I, I'm not cleaning up behind the elephants anymore. I'm 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 doing something really, really important. Yeah, yeah. The play is set in 2014, but it definitely doesn't feel like a period piece. It feels like it could have been written uh, today. And I wonder if that struck you as it struck me revisiting it. You know, after having first seen it in 2015. Um, how did how did that inform your work as you came back to the play now? Did it feel uh, even more sort of current and alive than it did back then? Yes, uh, and and because I had changed and uh, and 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 my fellow actors, we, we talked about what what's been going on, what have we done, you know, it was gonna, and then we came to the play and we realized that uh, that we bring other things to it and it brings out other things in us, mm. but it is as resilient as, as all great drama is, as resilient as 
Antigone is and as resilient as a salesman is, you know, I mean, because it, it continues to speak to the time you're in. That's what makes a play a classic, not because it's old, but because it continues to speak to what it is to be a human being. And this play certainly does that. And it does it uh, profoundly in, in, in some places because of what has happened in the interim. Yeah. Yeah. When, for people who haven't seen it, what do you tell people that it is about? What is your, what is your take on what the show is about? I tell them it's about two and a half hours, you know, I mean, <laughs> I, I, you know, it's, it's really not one of those that get categorized, but you know, uh, 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 finally, I, I think it's about that everyone is redeemable. There is no, mm. uh, and, and, you know, hopefully that, helps people say, okay, well, I'm going to see flawed people who are not as bad as, 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 um, you know, maybe the world thinks they are. And, and that's one of the things I love about the play that it definitely does say that we're all, uh, it's all, it's possible for all of us to find our greater selves. And, uh, even in the midst of, of, of our flaws and, 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 uh, we, we can, the potential is always there. Hope is always there in the human life. As long as there's life, there's hope. And uh, I mean, it sounds really broad, but it's the only way I can capsulize the, 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 the things that happen between curtain up and, and, and curtain down, you know, between uh, the beginning and the end of this play. And people take the journey and they, they're very surprised. There's no one, Whoever said, "Oh, I saw where it was going." You know what I mean? I yeah. I knew how it was gonna. You can't say that about any of Stephen's work and uh, yeah. uh, Stephen Gergis. And uh, I I've been in. Uh, I I did the last days of Judas Iscariot, and right. uh, I I had a great time with that. Philip Seymour Hoffman directed, and uh, mm. some years ago. But that play too is about this this event the passion that took place all that time ago, but it's timeless in that uh, it has to do with it. You have to forgive yourself in order to find forgiveness. You can't just get it from the other people or you you have to find a way to forgive yourself. And, uh, and Stephen always is, is writing about some, there's some theological nature to his work and as profane as it is, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it really is sacred as well. Yeah, yeah. Do you notice the audience reacting differently? You talked a little bit about audience reaction before, but just in terms of an audience in 2022, 2023 watching this play, uh, how do you notice a difference in how they react versus how we reacted back in 2014? Yeah, you know what? I, I can't say that I have a vivid memory mm -hmm. of what the different things were. Mm -hmm. uh, the play was received well back then. Right. But today, it really does feel like they're they're saying, oh, yeah, amen. Oh, yeah. Their, their, their laughter is saying, oh, my God. Yeah. You, 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 you think that, too. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. I can <laughs> mm -hmm. see that. I can see that. And uh, there are a few few places where uh, they're just absolutely shocked that things are being said. It's mm -hmm. like that we maybe have tiptoed around certain subjects. And and in this play, they realize that there's no one 
up there who's politically correct. <laughs> There's nobody up there because you you just gone into uh, not the lower depths, so to speak, but you've just gone into an area where people speak frankly, and and uh, and and to and they may be being duplicitous, but they're being honest even in their duplicity. You know what I mean? Or duplicitousness. They are they're expressing themselves quite frankly, and uh, you you find out how genuine what they're saying is, but. I remember this phrase I learned uh, uh, from, uh, I, I, I believe it was, well, I've studied with so many people, but, but either <laughs> Lloyd Richards or, or, or William Esper or mm -hmm. both because they, they, they sourced other things. But it's the characters don't always say what they want, but they always say what they think will get them what they want. Mm -hmm. So when you're searching yeah. for it, so what am I after? What's my character after? You know, what's my objective? Say, remember that, that they don't always say what they want, but they are always saying what they think will get them what they want. And uh, these characters don't mind putting that right out, mm. but mm -hmm. put it out there. And uh, when I said that about the sacred, uh, mm. one of my favorite things uh, not to tell what goes on, but there's a, a, a scene between the father and the son that, that I, I have with the, uh, with common that I've done, you know, all the time. We've done all the years, but uh, it has become in this iteration more sacred and more confessional than it was in in any of the other iterations. And uh, you know, it was, it was a conversation that a father and son never had at one point, and it was a a, a sharing between the father and the son that was necessary that the son wanted through. But in this 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 time, it, it is it is far more a confessional and and uh uh it 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 just it, you can't have a an event that that wipes away the 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 wrongs of the past, but to the extent that it can, there's an instant healing between these two men that uh that happens and and it's and it's witnessed uh, uh, in the next encounter. Next time they they're together, uh, it, things are different. Yeah, they're closer. Uh, the yeah, the actor common is was the one person new to the cast when the when the show opened. Um, uh -huh. And do you, is part of the new approach or the new resonance of that scene the fact that he has a different energy, or do you were working with the you're looking at things a little differently now that you're uh playing off a different person all of the above all mm. of the you know yeah. it, uh the the thing is is that when i when i first approached the role i was very much aware uh that i was a widower and that i was still in 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 grief in some ways and um so that i was really sort of rooted to who i'm missing and uh and the fact that he my son was also grieving so we had conflicts because you know blaming each other and all that. Yeah. Um, but this time I was more aware of the difficulty of a young man growing up with a policeman father, and especially an African American young man growing up in the streets with a policeman father. And uh, so I I knew that I was in many ways trying to atone 
more so than I was in grief for the loss of my wife. I was trying to make sure, and perhaps for her memory too, that she would want that. She would want us to be able to do. So I went at it from that angle. And because of the way Common was approaching the role, we encountered each other in a, a different kind of way. And his humanity, his social consciousness as a person, you know, mm. uh, uh, helped inform uh, some of that, uh, even though that's very different than the character he's playing. But the character he's playing is reaching out and trying to help others. Um, you know, he's he's brought some, some rather nefarious people into the house, you know, mm -hmm. but it's because I think his mother, you know, is, is, he, he wants to help. He wants to help. That's his, that's his. Thing. And so, uh, yeah, it's a combination of, of, of all those things. And he's just such a, a wonderful person. He's just a nice, nice guy. You know, I'm glad I got to meet him. I had met him briefly at an event some years ago, but this time I really, I can really say, oh yeah, I know Rashid, man. I like that yeah. brother. You know, that's, that's a good brother. You know? Yeah. I'll have more with Stephen right after the break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And now, here's more with the actor Stephen McKinley Henderson. I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about your background and how you came to acting. I know that you're from Kansas City. And I've uh, heard you say that poetry was kind of your way into performance. And I wonder if oh, you could absolutely. just, yeah. yeah, I wonder if you could just tell, tell us a little bit about that and how you first found poetry and then moved into kind of performing. Well, you know, the poetry came from uh, Easter Sunday, uh, the Baptist church, uh, mm. they, we would, uh, Sunday school, they, they asked, uh, I remember the first time they said, who wants to, to do a poem for and we were going to go up to the church, you know, because mm. we were meeting at Sunday school before church mm. started. And uh, some of us go up to church and some of us didn't. But uh, but it was like, you, you're going to we're going to move this this show. You know, we gotta, mm. we're going to do the poem here in Sunday school. But if you've got one that you like or you're doing it well, if you're you know, not afraid, you go upstairs, man, and do it in front of the whole congregation. And uh, and so I I I, I enjoyed that. And then I started reading poetry outside the realm of what was being given me there. Yeah. And uh, the rhyme of the ancient mariner, when I encountered that uh, poem, I remember being quite swept by just the scope of it and, and, and the whole, uh, uh, just just being, being affected by a story, having someone who's lived an event and they stop someone and they say, hey, you need to hear this story right now. Mm. I need to tell you this. And then you tell the story. And and I remember the line, he left like one that had been stunned mm. and a, a, was of sense forlorn, a sadder but a wiser man. He rose tomorrow morning. And and I saw that that, that nature of that, that poetry and 
relating stories to to people who needed to know at the at the moment they needed to know it to change their path. And uh, the, the other thing was my my brother who uh, I didn't grow up with. I I, I grew up with, with uh, other people. My mother took my brother, and you know he was deaf, and he loved the movies, and he would. Uh, he would come and get me sometimes. He's my older brother. He would come and get me to take me to the movies with him because he 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 got the story. But there was a lot of things that happened off camera that there was there was a uh, you know story stuff that he didn't know because he he read lips. He learned to read the lips of these fifty foot actors with big heads, you know that stuff. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so he would ask me, Stevie, what happened here? What happened? What was going on? The 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 little places in the story that were uh, sort of a blank to him. And I recounted it for him. I would, and I would recount, and then I would get up and start acting it out. And, and, and to get him, as I loved him so, and uh, to get him to laugh or to get him to squint his eyes and understand, because he was really quite, quite a force in my life, my older brother, he's, he's gone now, but, uh, but, uh, we we had a simpatico, we had a a, a real connection uh, uh, when we were young, and uh, and and as we, we got older too. But we, you know, lived other places. Mm-hmm. But the combination of my my brother's love for film, and and my love uh, of poetry, which made uh, even in Kansas, because I I'm from Kansas City, Kansas. I I I worked on both sides of the. Uh, the, the, the river the state you know? line yeah yeah <laughs> you know, but uh but i grew up on the kansas side so but even in the middle of kansas you you could find a stage you, you mm-hmm. could start acting because there's a lot of theater between los angeles and, and new york you know there's a lot of stuff and uh so the theater was obviously the place that the craft of acting would, would start for me right yeah. do you can you describe like, can you characterize the poetry of Stephen Dudley Girgis, for instance, or some of the playwrights you've worked with regularly? Like, do you think of their work as poetry? Well, you know, and how yeah, you... oh yeah, well, you know, yeah. well, August August uh, Wilson, you know, of course, the blues, yeah, blues based, and yeah. uh, and uh, uh, I I think of uh, so music in addition to poetry, you think of for, oh yeah uh, the, yeah because yeah. the yeah. music and 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 the lyric the lyric you know mm-hmm. were, were, you know. And and Stephen uh, uh, is is rock to me, you know. He's like, and when I and I'm 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 speaking of poetry and music, yeah. But Stephen is his rock, and 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 uh, and uh, like Amiri Baraka was uh, jazz, and and uh, but Stephen has some jazz threads inside. Thing, but at the thought groups and the breath groups and the phrasing, you know, you gotta, it's got some rock, you know classic rock and and mm-hmm. and some jazz stuff to it but that's just again that's that's my approach because i august uh, is the blues iambic you know it's like uh, yeah. august has got the, the repetition and the, and the, and that and uh but stephen has some long phrases he got you know he's got some cold train type uh, long long phrases man you know and then yeah. and 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 then he's got some some uh really catchy things like like Dylan, you know, some stuff that, you know, you just hear it and you say, oh man, there's that wisdom. And there's a way of saying it that that's only his, you know. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, uh but 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 all that is to say that's that's how it's wrapped. But the the uh, 
the heart of it is just you. He's just so Stephen is and 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 all as well, but it's just so human. You know, it's not foreign to anybody. You can get it wherever you come from, whatever language you speak, because that's the only thing that is foreign. Everything else is is human. But and and if if you work at it, you can learn a foreign language. So, but nothing human is foreign to us, and uh, they're different cultures. You know, but there, there's only a human race. That's that's all. That's yeah. You mentioned that you studied a lot of places uh, and you did. You went to Juilliard and the North Carolina School of the Arts and Purdue and you studied in London. And is there what was the what were some of the biggest or was the biggest lesson that you learned from all your studying? What do you feel like you really what was the benefit of uh, studying with all the various teachers and uh, oh wow, and uh, organizations. huge huge benefit. But I, I tell you, and I, I started. I got I got to add. Uh, I just went to one of the greatest high schools ever in oh, Kansas, uh, and that's where I got on the road to mm. that. That learning is a lifelong thing, you know, mm. and uh, mm. and uh, so I I I, got, I played. Uh, I played Willie Loman in high school. That's that. I mean, okay. when I said okay. about high school. Okay, I, 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 uh, and I, you know, I, I, I say I played it. I mean, I played at it, but I mean, I was cast as Willie in, in a yeah. high school production. And I teach us, and we did Raising the Sun, and I played Linder. I played the guy that comes to buy the house from him, you know. Oh, yeah. Because I was all black high school, you know, I got, yeah. I got tagged to, to play Linder. <laughs> but, uh, uh, and, uh, and, and Tony, uh, Tony Esposito and Most Happy Fellow Operetta. That's it. Uh-huh. I mean, it's crazy. But but our teachers, uh, they really did. Uh, they they knew that a time would come when the curtain would drop because uh, we were in segregation for part of my high school years, and then and then integration came in, and they didn't integrate our high school with white students. They brought in white teachers, but we never got any white students. Hmm. Uh, they just took jobs from some black teachers, but those teachers uh, went on to the, the math teacher was now able to go and work at General Motors or to be an engineer somewhere in, a, in, a, in the science teacher. So so another thing happened for them. But mm-hmm. but uh, uh, we got we got the teachers that came in that, that were sort of that thought of themselves as missionary. Yeah, <laughs> yes. You know, mm-hmm. but we had a great school for many years, you know, in, in, uh, in segregation. And that's why we were able to do all those uh, uh, all those plays because they were preparing us for when they knew, you know. So anyway, I I just had to say that. But yeah, uh, of course. But 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 the, is that high school experience is why uh, I I knew I need to go here there. Mm-hmm. All the rivers run into the lake of truth, and uh, as, as Confucius said, and uh, and 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 like the work on the plays of Afo Fugog was very mm-hmm. very important. So when I when I got into to that with uh, the, the anti-apartheid organization and and to do those plays in that time and raise funds for that cause. And uh, and my connection to Amiri Baraka, which uh, August had as well, which is how I, I I think August listened to me the first time I wanted to say, hey, can I talk to you? And he, he asked me, did I know Amiri's work? And I told him that I knew him. So I met I met the brother. So he was he was impressed with that. And so mm. Uh, but uh, but it was this activist nature to theater that uh, 
that made me travel and go a lot of places mm-hmm. and the opportunities that came up. And uh, uh, so the North Carolina School of the Arts led me to Rose Buford in England and uh, and that, and then to work with Bill Esper uh, because of a connection to Rutgers mm-hmm. and, uh, and Lloyd Richards on a Fox Foundation Fellowship because of Israel Hicks and the Actors Center in New York, all these organizations. But you know, one thing leads to the to the next, and as they say, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, as I as I progressed, uh, uh, people pass me on and say, "Hey, well, you ready? Go do this. Go that." You know. And uh, I loved Greek theater when I was doing that. Shakespeare at Juilliard when I was doing that. And, uh, mm-hmm. But uh, I, my my real goal was always when I picked up that play, Raising in the Sun, and I saw all those actors who had been in that play originally, I wanted to have a, I wanted to be on one of those pages of those books when they pick it up and say the original cast, you know, I wanted, yeah. that was what I wanted to be, but who's writing plays today? Yeah. But you got to do all the other stuff. You know, I'm glad for all the, the knowledge of the plays of history and so on and so forth. I was really glad to be in the replacement cast of a, a Dow's House Part Two, uh, when yeah. uh, Lucas Knopf, uh, you know, I mean, that's a, that was fabulous, uh, yeah. with the great Julie White, uh, yeah. and Jane Howdeshell. Oh my goodness, you know, and Aaron as well. But so it, you know, uh, it's it's a kick. When you you mentioned you mentioned your meeting with August Wilson and how you first worked with him, what? And you also, as you said, like when the when the student is ready, the teacher appears like what how did how why were you ready at that moment? Why were why how did how and why did you and August connect in the way that you oh, did? I was I was on my way through I was coming from Totem Pole Playhouse in Pennsylvania doing the production of The Boys Next Door. And mm-hmm. uh, I was driving through and I was going to do a production of Joe Turner's Come and Gone in Buffalo. And I saw that August Wilson was speaking in Pittsburgh. I was driving through town. I, I spent the night there and I, cause I wanted to see the streets that were named in that play. And he happened yeah. to be speaking there. And so I, I went over and, uh, and I missed him at the place cause they, they had a misprint in the paper. They said he would be speaking at one o'clock, but he, he was speaking at 11 o'clock. And when I got there, thing was all done. And, but, uh, so I, I was, you know, crestfallen, as the saying is. And but this lady said, "What? Where are you going?" And I, I told her I was going to Buffalo. And she said, "Well, if you take a message to an actor I know in Buffalo, I'll introduce you to my brother." And it was one of all the sisters that mm. that uh, was still at the church where I thought he was going to be speaking at yeah. one o'clock. She was clearing up. And wow. took me over to the next place he was speaking. And so I got to meet him and chat with him and mm-hmm. ask him a few questions. And, uh, you know, it, it, uh, uh, and that's that play that I ended up doing with August Jidney that we did yeah. for years from 96 to 2002 yeah. is also what led me to the Labyrinth Theater Company because oh. uh, 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 John Ortiz had uh, seen the show. And, yeah. and, and, and he, introduced me to uh um uh, to philip well no to to uh to to steven to Stephen Gerges, they, yeah they cast me as judas uh, as a conscious pilot in the last days of judas iscariot and philip seymour never saw the audition 
Uh, He he was going to direct it, but he never saw it. But uh, but John Ortiz said, you know, see this guy. Uh, And uh, so I I I got to do it, you know, and uh, uh, I and that's another example of when the student training teacher. Yeah. 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 You've been in eight of the 10 August Wilson plays. Is that right? Yeah. Uh Okay. Are there are there designs on the on the two that you haven't done yet? It's the first and the last, right? That you haven't yes, done. Yes, it's the first and yeah. last. No, no, yeah. no. I don't. I don't have any uh, any designs on that. I mean, I I I may very well eventually do how I learned what I learned. I mm, sure. Know, yeah. That piece uh, that August wrote for himself. For himself. Yeah. Yeah. But but um, I'm just so fortunate. My cup runneth over, man. I I yeah. did eight of the ten, and I did uh, you know three with him in the yeah. rehearsal hall and uh, yeah. uh that was over you know a period of years uh i you know i i can't uh, i mean if it if it happens it happens but i'm not not in pursuit of it i you yeah. know i i i'm going to see what 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 steven's going to do next you know yeah. Maybe, yeah. you know what i mean yeah. but uh uh no i i just i i'm i'm very fortunate so no i'm i'm not pursuing anything that that I've got the, the the films that I got to be a part of, and that's a, that's such a kick, man. You know? Yeah. And there's you a have, film, you know, you Alex have, Garland, Alex Garland. Yeah. A, a film that he's got coming out that I am really, I'm so blessed and fortunate to be a part of that, and I can't yeah. wait to, I hope that that, that film is received well, because it's yeah. brilliant. Uh, Civil War is the name of it. Or, uh, oh, wow. Least, that's what we worked on it on. It's called Civil War. In, in America's not too distant future, not not mm-hmm. not, not that old one, the mm-hmm. one that might have happened had January sixth been a, a, a gone a different way. But uh, yeah. not to I I, not, I just, I'd love to get that little tease. Uh, well, no, you gotta. I, I was I was actually gonna shift to because you do uh, TV and film work as well. And is that uh, how does that how do you think of that in relation to the work you do on stage? Oh well, you know it's uh, it's a different discipline, but it's it's the same craft. It's, art form of acting, you know, but uh, I, what, what's wonderful is to, again, be a part of a director's vision, mm. uh, that, that someone has, has something they want to do and, and they, they want every part covered. Mm. And so to, to, it's, a, it's quite flattering to, yeah. to get a call like from Halle Berry when she directed her first film, yeah. say, yeah. Hey, I'd like you, you know, I, I think you're the one for this or, you know, and 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 Alex uh, and Denis, Denis Villeneuve, when he yep. was yep. putting together the group for Dune, man, and so said, Dune, hey, yeah, I think I got something for you, you here. You will be back in in the second film, yes, 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 yeah. yeah. We it's it's done. I mean, I my part's done. Your part's yeah. done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine you cannot tell us anything about that film. Not a um, thing. No. What I really, what's important for me to ask is, will we see the return of your little umbrella, which is my favorite thing, <laughs> in that. That your character, the umbrella, was filled me with oh, joy. Oh man, <laughs> I tell you, what a fortuitous event that was. Yeah, and it just happened, you know. Yeah, yeah, because you were holding it on set, right? And they just told yeah, you, actually, yeah. keep the umbrella. Yeah, yeah. And he said, "Ah, oh, you keep it, my friend. Keep it. Uh, I, I, love it. I love it dearly. I love it." It told us quite a bit about the character, actually. I yeah, it yeah, I, yeah. I, it was just wonderful, you know. It yeah, really did. yeah, and. Uh, but uh, but I'm I'm not giving up anything. No, yeah, yeah. And but similarly, I the... the joy it was to work with uh, with uh, uh, Austin Butler and uh, mm. and Stellan Skarsgård. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, uh, 
Isaiah, you know, and and Timmy, Timothy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Timothy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But it's just a kick, man. You know, Josh Brolin, crazy group of people, man. That first group was really Oscar Isaacs, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was fun. Big fun. And yeah, and I just saw just recently, I don't know, in the last week or so, there's a trailer for the new Ari Aster film that you show ah. prominently in, along with Nathan Lane and Amy Ryan, and of course, Joaquin Phoenix, who's in it. And, and he seems Patty like another Lepone director. And Patty LuPone. And Patty LuPone is? I did not know. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, boy. Get ready. Ari, is, you know. Now, come is on. it going to be scary? It looks, it looks wacky. The trailer looks wacky, but his yeah, films are quite I, frightening. I, so. it's, it's indefinable. Uh, yeah. You know, but but uh, but yeah, I got to work with Joaquin and Patty, uh, and, and wow. led, led guided by uh, Ari, and it, yeah. I cherish every mm-hmm. moment that I had. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Um, and speaking of film, a little bit uh, between Riverside and Crazy is going to be streamed for the last couple of weeks. Uh, people are going to be able to watch it uh, on screen. Is that uh, how does that change? For you, are you going to be doing anything differently in terms of? Not a bit. Uh, no, the, not yeah, a bit. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, uh, you know, uh, they're coming to our party. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know? I don't have to yeah. worry about dressing to go to their party, man. They come to yeah. our party. But, yeah. but no, they, 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 they prepared us uh, quite well uh, yeah. because we've all been mic'd and they have, right. they've plotted out the angles and scenes and stuff. And we, we, right. you know, but if, if, if Austin Pendleton comes and says, Okay, Steve, you're gonna need to do this or that. I'll mm-hmm. I'll listen to my my wonderful yeah. treasure of a director, yeah. but I don't anticipate him to saying anything like that. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. gonna be do the that's the whole thing about simulcast. Yeah, you're getting the experience that the audience is getting. Yeah. So we can't we can't adjust for that. We've got to make sure that we're we're here to, to please or please, but to we're here to enlighten mm-hmm. the people who gather in the room. Yeah. And the simulcast gives you a seat in a theater that's full. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what's the show runs through February 12th? What's next for you after that? Uh, grandchildren just going to go and play. Uh, and uh, that's it. My wife and I go out and see the grandkids, and, you know. Excellent. Well, we look forward to seeing you on on screen soon and whatever uh, brings you back to the stage again. Thanks so much, Stephen. Thank you very much, Bill. That was Stephen McKinley Henderson from Between Riverside and Crazy, now playing at the Helen Hayes Theater through February 12th. You can also catch it simulcast live online January 31st through February 12th. If you like what you're hearing on this and other episodes of StageCraft, I'd really appreciate it if you took the time to rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. It really helps. Or tell a friend about StageCraft. Find past episodes and subscribe at all the pod purveyors, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on the Broadway Podcast Network, which is a great place to find more theater for your ears. Until next episode, find me on Twitter at GCoxVariety. Thanks for listening, and see you at the theater.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.